exactly tell what was going on. You know, you're just thinking, like, it's a crazy dream I'm having, you know? But it was like something was wrote down or something. And, and I just remember, like, like I say, if you went out and you got really drunk and you start getting dizzy, like, start spinning around, you got to, like, put your leg down on the floor. All of a sudden, I got that feeling. And I was like, oh, God, what's going on, you know? Because I, I don't drink, you know? <laughs> so I just kind of opened my eyes up. When I did, there was, you know, something was looking at me right through the window. And when it seen me, like, turn my head and look at it, it kind of ducked back behind the window, the frame of the cabin. So I kind of, you know, said some couple words, like, you know, what the <laughs> and, uh, and it woke him up. He was in the log. And he was like, what? And I was like, man, something was looking at me through the damn window. And he's like, oh, my God. About that time, it walked in front of the, in front of the cabin with a uh, glass sliding door. You know, like double door, you know. Here he goes, just walking right in front of the window. But I can always see him on the shoulder down. The rest of them was above the window and stuff. It was that big, you know. And I was like, but there was something about the way they walk. It was really... The sliding type? Yeah, it's called a moonwalk or something. Yeah, like a really, really smooth, really smooth. Yeah. But it seemed like it was almost like there was another extra joint in there. I don't know what it was. It seemed like they were more that. articulated, but it was such a smooth walk. Yeah. And, um, so I jumped up, and I went, and I hit that slide door, and I couldn't open it. And I was like, God, dang, you know? The, the, my friend was like, man, there's a stick in the door. There's a stick. I looked down. I was like, oh, it's a broom handle. <laughs> I pulled the broom handle out, and I slid the door open. And I took off around I'm looking, and I don't see anything. I'm like, golly. And there, the lady was in there. She had, like, two cabins that were staggered, and she built, like, a glass room in between them and joined them. And she was sitting there in a rocking chair drinking some coffee, so she had to see it go by. Yeah. And I had mentioned it to her, like, yeah. I woke up, so he's looking at me through the window, and she's like, oh. And I'm thinking, like, well, you totally seen it. You were in front of you, you know? <laughs> you know? So it might have been something, like, a, a regular occurrence for her. She was just familiar with it. And, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I didn't feel threatened or anything. The, the weirdest thing about it was that, like, the vision, like, thing I was having. I couldn't, I, I, I'll try and remember, you know, like, what was it that was on there. But it all happened so fast. And, like, when you come out of your sleep, you know, you're kind of like, like, if you don't write something right down, right then and there. You don't remember. Yeah, you won't remember it yeah. exactly. So that was that, that was that experience. And, like, I told him, I said, uh, so when I came back in, he was like, well, what, what was it? <laughs> well, obviously, it wasn't a bear, you know? And he just kind of looked at me, and he's like, oh. I was like, yeah, that was not a bear. Wow. And, uh, but uh, I've talked to him a few times about it. He's like, yeah, I remember. He was, I'd just seen it, just a little bit of it going by. He was like, yeah. So do you think that feeling that you got when you were first waking up and you got dizzy, do you think that was it for Sam? I, I wondered that, or was he making a connection through my pineal gland. Was he, yeah. was he broadcasting to me? Because in my mind, he was trying to show me something. He, she, I, I, I just assumed it was yeah, something yeah, she, yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, it was definitely a gray slate, and it had some kind of runes or something on it. Like, like you know, in an old scroll yeah, or something. Like cuneiform. Some of them were straight lines, but, like, I don't know, topic Type. Oh, it'd be so cool if you could remember any of them. I know, I know right, you can't, know. but that would I, be. I've kind of looked at some of the universal binary, and it's kind of similar to that. Okay. So I was, but I could never tell you what it was saying. Or yeah. Was, I, mean, I don't remember hearing anything uh, audibly. It's just all just a visual thing. But who knows? If I was, was in a real sleep or something. Yeah. You know, you might have got some good information. <laughs> I don't know. But, might have. <laughs> And I think when it when I started the spinning, I think is when he was closing it. So you know there are definitely some type of I'm not gonna say a higher power, but something weird, ancient. Something, or, yeah, they know the secrets of us that we don't even know. So well, I really think they've been here longer than us. So oh yeah, so the fact that they've been in that time, I would think. Yeah, I mean I, I can't. I, I think so. To, I think so. I, I always try to liken it to like the the epic tale of Gilgamesh. There was Inky, then there was Inky Doo. Well, maybe that's what that is, you know. I don't know. 
always tell myself, if I get another chance where I see him and I can say something to him, I'm going to say, Inky do, you know? That's the thing I want to yeah. say. If I just keep changing my mind on it every other day, you know? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. Is it this? Is it that? Is it? I don't know. So, so yeah, I mean, I, I think there is the ability to communicate with him to some degree. I'm not sure. Like mine speak? Yeah, definitely. I've heard of that quite a lot. I've heard of that quite a lot, too. And a friend of mine, she said she actually experienced it, so. Yeah. So, I haven't now. I have heard the samurai chatter, but I've never heard the. Yeah, I've, I've heard the samurai. I remember you saying yeah, that you were your. Was, that was a trip. But. Yeah. So what else happened in Minnesota? Uh, we had went. Uh, me and some guy from work had went up there to go trout fishing, or salmon fishing, really. So it's like that's in October. So we had uh, we worked all night and we drove up and went to the first river off of Duluth. Was it the Knife River? And we down and we fished, it was still dark, you know, and uh, wasn't doing really good, a lot of wind, a lot of waves, so we slept in our trucks for a couple hours, and then we was like, we'll just go up to the next river, and we find a good one, we'll go. I can't remember the exact river we were at, but it was a good, I don't know, six, seven hundred yards. You could only fish the mouth of the river, which is actually Lake Superior. You couldn't actually fish the river. Started having problems. 
start trying to die on this, just losing pressure, not putting out very much. I'm like, oh, no. So when it's doing something like that, you got to really kind of just sit out there and babysit it, you know? Oh. Like, sometimes you got to choke it back. Sometimes you got to open it up. You try anything you can to get it to go better. Because that's really it's your job. Is to keep it flowing. Yeah, keep yeah. it flowing and make it flow good so it'll flow for a long time. And uh, so I've been out there. It's late, late, early. And then a couple times thought maybe like, you know, something's watching me. But it's dark. You know, I had, had a generator with my trailer and had one light on. Kind of like a, it'd probably be like a little, I don't know if you've seen the four lights on the power plant. Generator. Yeah. I just had one light. Yeah, on. I know what you're talking about. So it's not, you know, that light is just right where you're at. Like if you go to Walmart, you're up, you're under the light, you're in the light. Yeah. But if you're not under it, you're not it's in dark. the light. Yeah. yeah, it's dark. Yeah. So it's like <laughs> that. And um, so I finally was like, look, it's so late. It's going. It's, it's doing a little better. It was like two, two, three o'clock in the morning. But you had to have a report sent in by five thirty. I was like, I gotta go ahead and sleep. So at least get a two. Maybe three hours of sleep. So I had two phones. So I put the alarm on both of them. And like, I had some bibs on and I stuck them in the straps of my bib. So I'd be sure I wouldn't oversleep. So I'm sitting there and I guess my, I may have just nodded off for a second. And I remember hearing something. I started hearing that uh, sumo wrestler talk, is what I call it. Samurai chatter. Yeah, samurai chatter. And I was like, come on. I'm like, somebody, somebody is, somebody's somebody is out back. And they're finna get shot. Uh-huh. I got a pistol. I got a pretty good seven in here. So I'm kind of just sitting there, and, I'm, and I've got that one light above my trailer. But I'm kind of looking, see if I see a shadow or something. Because my pistol's like sitting on the table, and I'm like sitting on the little couch, just arms linked away. But I'm kind of frozen, too, because I'm kind of like, they don't really sound like a person, you know? Yeah. And I'm thinking, like, there's got to be somebody, though, you know? Somebody out here playing around, you know? So I heard it going off again, and I said, like, oh, that's it. No more for me. So I hopped up, I grabbed that pistol, I cocked it, and I was like, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to shoot right through the back of this trailer. I'm going to get shot. And then it just got dead quiet. So I'm like, oh, okay, Buster, you're not going to scare me like that. I'm going to blow out. I'm going to bust out this trailer. I'm going to pop off a couple rounds. Gonna see what's really going on. So I went and grabbed that handle to the front door, and I could not open the door. Did well, you feel like something was holding the door? Would, the handle wouldn't move, and uh-huh. it surprised me because I just I ended up just letting go. Like, what's going on here? So I was like, huh. So I just sat back down on the couch. The pistol was cocked. I had six shots. I was like, something comes in. I'm just it's gonna unload, you know. My heart's just pounding. You could just hear it, you know, through your ear. Oh, yeah. Just yeah. the adrenaline was going. So I'm like, mm, I'm wide awake now. I said, like, I'm just going make to make, start making some coffee, <laughs> you know, because I'm not going back to sleep. <laughs> not at this point. <laughs> so, I mean, I stayed just like that until the sun came up, just enough where I could see outside. There was a, another guy, he had been back on the well behind me one night, and he called me. And he was like, quit messing around. I was like, what do you mean messing around? I'm sitting here at my table watching TV, playing games on my laptop. No, you're not. I'm like, yeah, dude. I said, I totally am. He goes, you're not back here at my trailer? I was like, no. He goes, dude, do you have your gun? I was like, yeah, I got my gun. He's like, man, get back here. I was like, what? He says, please get back here. I was like, okay, so I'm on my way, you know. I grabbed my pistol and I drove up. It wasn't 100 yards away. He had his door locked. And I'm banging on the door, like, open the door up, it's me, man. And he opens the door up, pulls me in, shuts the door and locks it. I'm like, come on, man, what is going on? He's like, man, he goes, I'll tell you, I was sitting at the table watching TV, playing games. I'm like, yeah, that's usually what we do when it's kind of chill, you know? He goes, I had this feeling like someone's looking at me. He goes, so I kind of looked over at my blinds, I had them open a little bit. And he goes, I'm kind of looking at them. Here's the next thing I know, he's I'm looking at something looking at me. He goes, not the bad thing, because it stood up. It was tall. I said, what'd you do? He goes, I ran to the bathroom and called you. I was like, <laughs> I was like, so this ain't been long ago. He's like, no, it ain't been five So they let you go out there while they exactly. was out there. Exactly. <laughs> How nice of him. <laughs> and I was like, well, I said, uh, well, you know, what are you going to do? He goes, what do you mean? I said, you can do whales out 
they were doing bad, you know. I was like, we got to go mess with you well. I was like, I'm not going to go out there by myself. I said, we go out there together and somebody, you know, watch each other's back, you know. And he's like, I don't know what we'll do. I was like, well, I said, you got like four generators out there. I said, we'll go out there and fire every one of them up and cut all the lights on them and make the world, you know, that you'll see anything even close, you know. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. I was like, okay. So that's what we did. During the middle of the night, I see you come rolling through here. I said, I know what's up, you know. So it was kind of quiet for me that night, you know. And then I got up, did my reports, and I went outside to get something out of my truck. And I see, I hear this clinking and clanging going on. And here he is. He's pulling. He's got his trailer hooked up. And he, he's rolling out. He didn't even call or nothing. He's just moving. He's he, he left. He's gone. He left. I was like, man, they release you. Said, yeah, man. I sent him a report telling him that well was doing really good and that you would watch it. I was like, oh, appreciate it, man. Okay. I was like, no, I'm not going up here by myself at night. So I had to go up there a good hour before dark and I'd fire all those generators up. I mean, I took the lights down to shine them where everything was lit up. Yeah. And I made it where I could pull my truck right up to the well. I was like, I said, I'm not getting out up here by myself after all that, you know. Because on the back side of that, his location, it was like a drop off and went into the bayou. Oh. I was like, it could have been anything coming through. Oh, bayou. yeah. Good hiding place for him. Yeah, but that particular, those particular wells get a high yeah. incidence of things that, during that period of time, just over two or three years, where everybody had something to say. About Nobody that. liked that spot. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, then we were down towards Cachetta. I had gotten a call about four o'clock in the my boss, he was like, look, man, he goes, I need you to be down at Cachetta. He's like, can you do it? I was like, yeah. I said, I got my stuff packed up. You know, I always kept something ready to go. And he goes, good. He goes, I'm going to send a big country down here with you. So it'll be you and him. I was like, okay. I didn't even ask anything about the well. I just got the directions. And I took off. So I got there. It's still kind of dark, you know. The whole rig up out there. They got a work of a rig, pool tube. And I mean, it was, it was busy. They're like, okay, man, you guys can uh, just hang out unless we need you. We can park right by the well in our truck, smoke cigarettes, do whatever we wanted to because nobody wanted to do that job. <laughs> so we got in our trucks and we just sat up there all day. Took a couple naps maybe, you know, while they were running pipe and stuff. Nothing happened. They got done. They rigged down. They clear all that stuff out. Come to man, yeah, just uh, go ahead and open it up. And just let it run overnight send the report in if everything was good you guys would go home I was like cool you know but I'd just been out for like three weeks I was ready to spend my home time yeah and uh I talked to this guy his name was Big Country and I was like Country that's like that because I didn't bring no food I said I got some crackers and some peanut butter I said I kind of want a, a sandwich or something you know I said there's that little cafe but it's about a 30 minute ride down the road so I'll be going an hour but I'll call it in and I saw I called in a couple. I said, I'll be there in 30 minutes to pick it up. Because I trusted him. I've worked with him before. He did a good job, you know. So as I'm coming back, I pulled into the location. And there's a bunch of cows. And they're all into like a tight circle. And I'm thinking like, why are they in a circle like that? Yeah. Didn't, didn't think a whole lot of it. we're about three, 400 yards off the road. And when I remember pulling in and I seen his truck was parked by the trailer, like his truck door was open, lights his own truck's running, you know. I grabbed the door and I'm like, damn, door's locked and shit. I'm like, I want the door up. He finally gets up and opens the door and I have to kind of set the food down. I told him, so I'm going to go out and cut a couple lights on. It's dark. It's going to be dark real fast, you know. I said, I don't want to sit out here in the dark. He didn't say nothing. Kind of covering his face, you know. But he's got the door to the trailer locked, but yeah. his door to the vehicle standing open, right? Got, yeah. So. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, I go out and uh, I get in my truck, and we used to play this game we called it the Duke Boys, where we go blazing out across the location in those rocks, and you turn the truck sideways and just slide oh, yeah. until you stop. So that's what I did. I was talking to my ex-wife, and I was going, "Watch this." I'm sliding sideways, stuck in a park, man, jumped out, and I'm going to crank the generator up and cut the lights on it, and I take a breath, and it's like ammonia and 
rotted meat. Uh, and I'm like, and it like took my breath away. First thing I think is H2S, which is a poison gas that sometimes will come off the whales. I'm like, oh my God. I was like, no, nah, I'd be dead already. So I just, the generator cranked right up. I'm trying to hold my breath and I flick all the switches for the lights. But when you do it that way, it takes the lights about five, ten minutes to come on. Supposed to let it run for about five minutes and then cut the lights on. So, anyways, I knew that. So I jumped back in the truck and I was like, that'd be enough light, you know? I'm hungry. So I'm just going to slide back over to the trailer and tell my wife, hey, let me get off here and go hurt me. But we're locked again. I'm like, bro. Is this truck the door, door still standing yes. open? Okay. And the truck is still in the lights are on. Oh, wow. So he opens the door. And I'm like, country. He hasn't even ate. This dude loves to eat. I'm talking about loves. I embellish you not. This, he loves to eat. He will eat everything <laughs> in the trailer. He might even eat the trailer. He's a big old boy. I seen him rip the refrigerator door off one time trying to get a pie. And I'm like, country. I was like, uh, I said, maybe we need to call the uh, the property owner and tell him that he must have a dead cow or something out there by the meter room. I said, because when I got out of the truck over there, I said, August man was like rotted flesh in my mouth. And he just kind of looked at me and said, ain't no cow. And I just got to look at him like, how you know? I was like, what's going on? He's like, man, he goes, I don't know. He goes, there's something out there. I was like, something's out there. He's like, yeah, there's something out there. So I'm like, well, okay. Cow's out there. I said, I seen him on the little tight group just on the other side of the fence down there in the middle of the field. Yeah, why you think they ain't a little tight group? I said, I don't know. I said, so it ain't no cow. I was like, won't you just tell me what it is? No, I'm not going to tell you. I was like, okay, bear? No, not a bear. I said, cougar. I said, I've seen the cougars out here. No, this ain't no cougar. I said, look, man, I said, I'm kind of out of options. You want to just tell me what it was? And he just kind of goes, because I don't want to tell you, but he goes, but I. Because I ain't going back out there. I'm like, what do you mean you ain't going back out there? So we got work to do. I said, you scared to go out there? No, I ain't scared, but I ain't going back out there. I said, that means you're scared. <laughs> He's like, did you bring your gun? I said, man, I said, I, I got the call so early after I got to grab it, you know. And I said, did you bring yours? No, I forgot mine too. He goes, I'm going to tell you what happened. He goes, you ain't been gone about 20 minutes. He goes, I got tired. Felt like I might fall asleep. I didn't want to fall asleep. He goes, so I got my laptop. He goes, I took it out of the truck and I put it on the hood. He goes, I put a movie in to watch. He goes, because, you know, we do that sometimes if you get tired, if you're standing up and watching them. Even if you do fall asleep, you're not going to fall asleep long because you don't fall down. I was like, okay. He goes, something was right behind the meter run. He goes, it was, it was screaming at me. I was like, okay, that's interesting. He goes, no, he goes, this thing's pissed off, man. It's it's mad. I was like, so what is it? He goes, it was a big boy. But he did not like me out there. He goes, he was bending at the trees, screaming at me. He goes, he goes, I didn't know what to do but go hide. He goes, I ran into the trailer. He goes, I, goes, I sat down and locked the door and waited on you. I was like, okay, well, that's good. Now I'm here. Let's go. He goes, what are we going to do? I was like, well. I said, I'll tell you what, I said, I just, I was just out there. I said, I'm going to eat my sandwich. I said, no, I'm going to go on out there. You're coming with me, though. He goes, no, I ain't. I said, yes, you are. I said, it's a live, live or die type thing right here. You going to get out. He goes, you stay in the truck, you drive. I'm going to unlatch that light because you could spin them around, you know, 360 degrees. I said, I'm going to spin this thing around so it's shining out in the Four lights burning. I said, and after that, if I survive that, we're gonna, I said, every one of these lights were cranking up. I said, we're going to shine this place up, light it up, brighter than Walmart. And he was like, sounds like a plan. He goes, let's do it. Said, Come on, you got to drive. Dude. I said, I get out and do it, but you got to drive. You know? So we did it. No smell. You know, I didn't hear anything. I didn't see anything. And I told him, I said, well, you, you go on that trailer. I said, I, I ain't scared. I said, out here. So I pulled up next to the meter run so I could see it. So when he had to get out of the truck, I just cracked my window. 
about half an inch so I could hear the gas. You know, because if you hear that gas, that would mean there's a problem. Hey, it ain't gonna lie to you, man. For about three, four hours, I was kind of just looking at everything. Oh yeah. And uh, senses were on alert. Yeah. And then uh, I kind of got a little more comfortable. Cracked my window down about four or five inches. You know. And next thing I know, I woke up. I woke up to some uh, trees moving. And I looked at the cow. I was like, oh, yes. I was like, if the cow's over here, there's nothing to worry about. I said, once the cow's out, out roaming around, we're good. Yeah. So it's a good there. sign. Yeah. But, I mean, nothing really happened. It was just that smell. It was putrid. Ammonia rotted flesh. That's how I, that's how I smelled. See, it. rotted flesh is what we smelled when we yeah. smelled. So I grabbed him and I started pulling him back. Come on, let's go back, let's go back. 
And she's like, I want to go back. I was like, no, you don't either. You mentioned Aussies. I had an Aussie once. Not, yeah. There's only two places he refused to ever go. We were on a trail in Arkansas, a uh, tall peak trail. And about halfway up it, or two-thirds up it probably, he just stopped. Yeah. And refused to go any further. He was, really? You could tell he was looking around. Yeah. He was uneasy. He'd never done yeah, that before. Yeah, you could tell. I'd always taken him camping and hiking and everything, yeah. and he was like, no, I'm not yeah, we're turning got, around. Yep. We're going back. Good. And he was ready to turn around and go back down the trail, but yeah. not, he wasn't going any further up it. And that was the one time, and I have had some reports out of that same area oh, yeah? there. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. Other, only other time he wouldn't go somewhere was when me and my daughter were checking out the old abandoned water plant where the old dam used to be in Mena. Well, he refused to go in there. He wouldn't go in there. Yeah. I had to leave him at the door. He waited at the door for us, but when we went in there, there was this dang big old huge pentagram painted in the floor yeah, with a dead chicken in the middle of it. No, I'm like, okay, it is time to go. That's the only other place he never, he never would go, those yeah. two places. And yeah. yeah, you know, when you see an animal lock in mm-hmm. or something. I tell you something, really right there, that's, that, Yeah, so I try, I do, I pay attention. Like, if I see them locking out on something. I'm like, whoa, what's going on? Yeah. Reassess the situation, you know. And the Australian Shepherds are really smart dogs. They yeah, are so is, smart. He is smart as a whip. He didn't challenge the fact that we needed to back off. It was surprising to me because he's usually kind of like, well, let's go, you know. And yeah. he was just like, and I could see him locked in. He had to stiff, you know. He was concerned he was, about head was the, Yeah. Well, you know, I've always wondered if Chip Haven being over there, those chips making all those noises, if they ever, yeah. you know, anything ever comes up there. But she said she's seen something that was reaching down with a black arm and was picking up something. Oh, okay. And I was like, I'm not going to say it's Bigfoot. But, but it could have been. been. Yeah, it could have been. But I'm like, it could have been. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you'd think that Chip Haven would know if they had a chimp going, but. Well, I don't know. I mean, they, they were putting up quite a ruckus that day. I mean, they were really just, yeah. I said, they were upset over yeah. there. It was going to take that long trail, but I think it went right by them. Yeah. And I was just like, uh-uh. Well, if I lived in those woods and I heard those, I'd have to go up there and see what they were. You know? oh, <laughs> Be sure, like, sure, sure, what's sure. that? What's sure. going on? It's, it's, anything's possible nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. I think the thing is, if you're going in the woods and stuff like that, just know your surroundings. Yeah. Have your yes. proper gear. I mean, I'm not going without a weapon. I'm not either. I don't go anywhere. I'm going to make sure I got a cell signal or something, compass. I mean, I'm going to know where I'm at and how to get out. You know? Yeah. Every time now I go out the woods, they have that new thing on the Google Maps mm-hmm. where you can share your location with yeah, the loved yeah, one. Sure, sure, yeah. I'll do that now every time before I'll go out. Yeah. Because I'm like, my sister will go yeah. right where I'm at, you know. Exactly. <laughs> this is the was, last place she's pretty was accurate seen. within to about yeah. three, three to eight feet. Yeah. yeah. It's real accurate. Yeah. I've used it um, before, yeah. Heather right. and I spent uh, a week up in um, Hanovi, Oklahoma. Yeah. And we had her side by side, and we drove that thing. 327 miles. We broke it in good. And that was through the National Forest, you know, off-road trails. Yeah. And, yeah. But we used that then. And, you know, it was good. I use it a lot of times when we go hike. Like, if we get off there and be like, I don't know exactly where we're at. But you can kind of can get pretty close to yeah. where you think, like, okay, I need to go back this way. Yeah, you can at least figure your At least get your general out. direction out of the way, so. Let's get over here about your, uh, your alien encounter. The your triangle? Your triangle encounter, yeah. Yeah, that was, uh, super weird. Where was that at? That was in Halton. Oh, that was in Halton? It was right, right behind Louisiana Downs. That's right. Private okay. villa back there. It's got some townhomes and stuff. And, no way. Uh, like I said, me and my ex-wife, we smoke, but we didn't smoke around the kids, so we'd always smoke outside. I like a little smoking pot, you know, just throw cigarettes in there. Yeah. Now, you uh, said that was a smoking pot, and you weren't smoking pot. Cigarettes, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so, I mean, we've both seen it. Really. It would have so, made it more interesting, probably, but... <laughs> you know, they might have they might have beaten me up. They know. might have. Yeah, so, we, so we'd seen it, and I had my flashlight, and I started flashing it, you know, it was a triangle. She asked me, I was like, it's a black flying triangle, that's all I know. So I started flashing it. Flashlight. It started coming down. Just, See, that would have freaked me out. Yeah, a, a little bit, a little bit. I did. It obviously did. She was pretty uncomfortable with it. I imagine. Because I mean, at first she did come out, and I was kept on flashing, and then, and, she, and then when she realized like this thing was really coming down, she got upset and was like, "Quit flashing it." 
so I flashed it one more time just to get it out. <laughs> and she ran in the house because the kids were in there, you know. And, uh, and that thing was about, I, I would say probably about 50 feet above it. It was pretty low. Was, uh, and you said you saw what looked like plasma? Yes, I had a big, like in the center of it was like a plasma ball. Plasma like, ball. you know, when you go to Spencer's and they got this little electric plasma ball thing, you touch it and it goes and to you. And the yeah. lightning like comes Just like ah, that. Yeah. Just like that. Wow. That's interesting. And I was just looking at that like, wow, like, that is so cool. Uh, the light on each corner. It's white and red. I think the white when they, when it started coming down, the light's cold. The chains color started coming down. Really? Yeah, so I was kind of thinking, like, well, you know, what is this, some kind of secret spacecraft or something, you know? But when it got right above me and I could see the plasma sparks and stuff, it looked just like one of the globes sitting in But I could hear, like, just some mechanical noises, but nothing that was, like, identifiable. It wasn't very loud, whatever it was. It was really quiet. But I was thinking, like, I don't know what this is, you know. I mean, it's right above me. I, I don't feel no heat. I don't feel cold. I don't feel no kind of electric discharge. I don't feel static. Of course, I'm kind of numb by like, wow. What mesmerized. Is, yeah, I was totally mesmerized to, yeah. to maximum potential. But you could barely hear anything? Was it loud? No, nothing. Just, it was pretty, I would I would say almost dead sound. Really? Just an occasional sound like some kind of something was moving or something like a mechanical Like somebody is standing right next to me, like, a, like an entity or something, like a 
presence. Energy and so presence, you know? Yeah. And uh, about that time, you could see uh, that V, uh, like a V shape pushing through the fog. And then when it kind of hit us both about the same time, it was like, oh, huh. That thing's been sitting over there watching us. That was that feeling I was having. You and know? y'all were in the same spot as the first time, right? Or were 30, you? 40 feet away from it. Ah, yeah. So about see. the same. Well, I think eventually that's what happened. But. And then for a while, sometimes I would take pictures in uh, like clouds. I got a, a lot of clouds. And stuff. Oh, yeah. And if you zoom in, there would be a black triangle up there. Oh, wow. I, I mean, it was a lower resolution phone, but you can't really. I can't really deny that. Was, yeah, I always thought living so close to. Yeah, you would think you would not see anything. That close Air Force to Base. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Because it's right in my backyard, and I've always thought, well, there's no need to look up or around because I'm never gonna find anything here. You know, I might be out in the yeah. yard at two a.m. because I'm a stay up at night time type of person. But I did get a report of what? a Bigfoot actually on the base. But where I live at, if, if you really pay attention and if you look at it on any kind of like satellite view, well, right from where my house is, it starts, there's a big pasture full of cows, and then behind that, it's called trees, and it's all forest out through there. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. And so at first when I heard it, I was like, on the base, no way, but then when I got to looking at it on the topographical yeah, maps, out there. yeah, yeah there's crazy. Plenty of places for them to be hiding out oh, there, yeah. but that surprised me that it was actually on the base. I was like, what did it do? Climb the fence? I mean, probably just jumped it, you know? I don't know. But It's, it's crazy how that happens, but I think that really, if you sense the presence of it, there's some kind of, like, aura or something. I don't know. I usually can feel things from certain, not all the time, but, yeah. and I, at one, this is weird, but. One time we was into a, uh, what's the women's uh, lingerie store in the mall? What's it called? I can't even think of the name of it. You know, Victoria's. Yeah, Victoria's, Victoria's Secret. Secret. I was in there one day, but I remember feeling that like a like an electrical field or like a present. And there's this little girl. She could have been maybe nine, ten years old. Like she was of the Indian descent or something. And she's just a waving hey. And I'm like, I don't know who she is. I'm thinking, this is weird, you know? Start talking to this little kid, they're going to think I'm some exactly. kind of pervert talking okay, to a little girl. Right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So I, I removed myself because right. she was approaching me. But it's like I could feel her, you know? And I was like, this is so weird. So I was like, I told my ex, I was like, I'm going to wait outside because that's why I told her, I said, people don't really understand that, you know, you're talking to some little girl. Some stranger talking to a little girl, right? Yeah, or candy little girl, you know? Yeah, yeah. She, uh, yeah, she followed me out. I mean, her mom came out. It was hollering at her. And she just like, I just want to hug you. I was like, and her mom was right there. So I was like, is it okay? And she, her mom was like, oh, I guess so. So I just hugged her. And I said, you just got to be careful. Don't be doing this. You know, make sure you know who yeah. you are. I was telling the little girl, you know. Yeah. And then the mom was like, like, you've never acted like this before, you know. And I was like, you know. Sometimes people have little special gifts, you know, where they know one another or something. It's like you're going to find in the future, if you don't already know, that she's something special about her, that she'll have a certain presence with certain people, you know? Yeah. I don't know. She's picking up on something. I said, I don't know what it is. I don't claim to be psychic or anything like that. That's weird. She definitely has like a, a, a presence that you can feel, you know? Like, she's at times, you know... That she's gonna have that interaction with people. Like, it's kind of weird. Like, yeah, there's something she. She's you're not the only one. I was like, yeah, see there, I told you. Wow, yeah. Yeah, I'm just freaking out. Like, yeah, like I'm trying to pedo bomb this little girl. Already in the lingerie store, you know. Like, don't <laughs> what look could good. be worse? <laughs> don't look good. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, but I, I'm open to any kind of whatever sightings. Or, yeah. I'm not really open, like, go. See things out. 
I just go when it happens, you know. So. I seek them out. Well, let me, yeah. let me rephrase that. I don't, <laughs> I don't seek out the UFOs. I try to stay away from them. Yeah. I do seek out the Bigfoot, and I don't want to run into Dogman or a Skinwalker or anything like that. Dogman would be something really weird. I would probably never go back in the woods again. I'm like, there are yeah. werewolves out there. Nope, not me. Yeah, but that's, basically that's what that is, a werewolf. Yeah. I know. I don't, uh, I've never have encountered one. No. I uh, don't want to. Nope. And as far as like Bigfoot and stuff like that, I, I would say they're like people. Whether, you know, there's some good people or some that are maybe just cranky. I don't know. You know, I think so, a lot of them are okay, but other ones, I think they have been harassed enough that they just don't like people anymore. Yeah, I get you it. Know? I sometimes don't like Been that. shot at. <laughs> and, you know, yeah, exactly. stuff like that. And I don't have nothing to do with them. They destroy everything they touch. Exactly. Warriors. They're yeah. dangerous, you know. They you yeah, stay, I, stay I, away from that, them. That, that conversation that came up, we're like, well, what if aliens come down? I was like, they probably already did. We're like, no, all they want to do is fight and throw sticks and rocks and shoot us. Let's get out of here. And I don't understand why they'd be interested in us. Because yeah, they'd no be like, way. unless it's a, this is what not to do. Well, yeah. And it's funny because I had worked on a, uh, there was a UFO crash in, in, in uh, Cape Girardeau, Missouri. I lived not far from there. And Stanton Friedman, you know, that nuclear physicist who was real big on Roswell. Oh, yeah. He asked me to do some research for and so I did, you know, I was trying to just, you know, anything I could find about that crash because it was like on an Army Air Force base in Sykeston. So I kind of, I got a little, very little information. And I kind of gave it to him. And I said, well, this is, you know, kind of how I see it is like, you know, that they, uh, supposedly they found what they call a vision device at the crash site from the Cape Girardeau UFO crash. And there was a, a preacher they went and picked up because some of them bodies were dead, so they gave last rites to them. This is how they do things, you know. And that's where the story came from. There's one picture, but I, I've seen pictures of the picture, but wow. nobody really knows who has the actual picture. Yeah. But I said, so if they found that vision de device, this was before the first atomic bomb was detonated. I was like, that's what that is, is vision, you know. So yeah. I was like, if they decided, like, hey, we get this, anything that's radioactive or whatever, we smash them together, it releases a lot of energy, because that's what was driving the UFO, you know, basically well, controlled vision. Look at what and CERN's doing right now. They're exactly. smashing atoms and opening yeah. portals. And so in your car, your car is just blowing up gas inside of the engine. Right. So it's the same principle, really. Yeah. So they were just like, well, let's get out of They just like, oh. Yeah, let's make a bomb. <laughs> yeah, that's how we think, you know. Instead of like, hey, we could put this in everybody's car and they never have to get gas again. Oh no, they don't you know, want that. Like, let's make a bomb. <laughs> you know, yeah. That's the way our government thinks. Like, we're a warrior. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. So, and he's like, yeah, because that's pretty interesting. I've never really thought of it that way. Because Roswell happened after the Cape Girardeau crash. I was like, yeah, they had it like two or three years ago. Tweak it up a little bit, put, throw it through the Manhattan Project. Hey, let's back yeah. engineer this and see what we can get out of it. Yeah. And see, I've heard so many different things about the Roswell bodies. I've heard that it was just the gray aliens that they found, um, all the way up to the fact that the aliens they found were like almost like mechanical bodies. Oh, EBDs? That were, yeah, that yeah. were like, but yeah. almost like meat sacks that like mm -hmm. something else consciousness was living in. Yeah, yeah. So that's oh, kind of like an avatar. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like that. Yeah. So and I'm just like, that, wow, that this is possible. Uh, because they say they're engineered biological entities. Yeah. So see, that's what. If you could do that, I mean, that's not such a far concept to think that you could engineer something, but you could never really maybe put a soul into it. Mm -mm. You know what I'm saying? You can make it with thought process, and then maybe with uh, just. Yeah. Well, it's just like, like us. They can keep our heart beating and our lungs going, but that don't mean we're alive. Exactly. You know, there's a soul there. Exactly. Yeah. So it takes so, something to yeah. fill it. Yeah, and so maybe, you know, it's such a, a long trip, you know, even if it's wormholes or whatever, maybe they interject themselves into it, or certain parts of themselves into it, and then, uh, then, I don't they, know. then they send them on these I think they're coming from uh, alternate dimensions. Yeah. I do think that. See, I wondered about that because they talked about the consciousness being put in there, and you know, that leaves it open for 
demonic entities to jump in. Could, couldn't it, though? Because if, if they lost the ability to replicate themselves, then that means they're engineering themselves. Yeah. I and, you can, that and, and a lot of people, I don't know whether they do or don't believe in God as a creator. No, oh, he's the creator. I'll argue with anybody. But not everybody sees it that I way. Know. I know. But I don't think you'll ever be able to create a soul. No. You know, this, this body we're in is a physical vessel. It was created by your parents, created by my parents. Yeah. Which is a version of our DNA. But you is, can't create a soul. Yeah. And DNA is our frequency. Dad's frequency. You get your mom's frequency. And you put them together, that becomes your frequency. Right. But if they do another one, then there's another frequency, but it's the same. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think our DNA is our frequency. Yeah. That's what is our matter. That's what depicts who we are and everything about us. That makes so always, sense. always protect your DNA. Oh, yes. Yeah, but as far as like, my body is my temple. As far as like harnessing a soul and being able to interject it into an avatar, I don't think that's possible. So in essence, what it is, no, it's, I don't just, either. it's no. just a thought that's less than a soul. Yeah, I think the soul because is if they're not actually, strictly a creator's thing. Yeah, so, yeah. So, so if you don't have an original frequency and an original frequency to put them together, yeah. then it's not going to create a soul. Right. Like a but it sure leaves right. a place for demons to jump in if they want dun, to. Dun, 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 dun. Demons are scary. <laughs> yes, they are. Okay, and that's the show, everybody. Thank you, Kurt, for coming on. And we look forward to having our next guest on. Good night, everybody. I never knew